It sure has, man. I've missed you. I've missed you so much. I miss that beard. I miss whispering sweet nothings into your ears. I miss selling beer to you. <laughs> now, um, real fast for all you folks listening, um, this now is going to be the DBN Prime podcast. Uh, we are sort of not, we're kind of rebranding, but not rebranding. It's just with all of the other stuff we've decided to do, which we'll jump into real fast in housekeeping. But uh, we're switching it up, moving some things around to make things better and to produce more content for all of you. So housekeeping, if you enjoy the podcast, please check out our reviews posted every Sunday to podcast services and daily news segments posted Monday through Friday. The main DBN Prime podcast will be posting Saturdays. So now you've got three different options of how you would like to listen to Dad's Beards Nerds. Next, if you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support the, via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Next, catch us on Twitter at twitter.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Check us on Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast. Discord link is in the Twitter bio to join our ever-growing community. Uh, we talk to you know people who enjoy the podcast on there, and uh, every once in a while, give away games. Next, find George on Twitter at ghioco. That's G H I O C O, and find me Anthony at a Florida. That's A F L A R I D A. Now, George, before we jump jump into this, how's work been? How's everything been? Oh man, work is crazy right now. It's the busy time of the year for me, going into the Halloween season, and then after that, we got Turkey Day. And Christmas. And for those of you that don't know, I'm in retail. So it's an awful lot of fun. <laughs> so I, out of that, uh, my gaming has been somewhat limited. However, um, I've been able to clock a, a, a solid 42 hours in Octopath, which is insane, by the way. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm plowing through this game and I'm enjoying every minute of it. And I can't wait to review it. Are you playing that at work as well? I cannot confirm nor deny if I am playing any video games at work, Anthony. Oh, I was thinking like on your lunch break, but I, I'm actually being clean. <laughs> no, um, no, seriously, I'm not. Uh, but <laughs> God, I wish. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I, I have been able to play like maybe twice on my lunch. Um, I really don't like taking my Switch to work and just I, I like knowing it's home safe, um, particularly uh, where my retail establishment is located. So, yeah. So, You're like, so the the last casino I worked at, not the current one, um, I would bring my Vita with me and I would play the shit out of that uh, when we were super super slow because I worked that like swings to gray shift. Yeah. So I would just be. We had a tiny little office and I would be in there just playing like for hours just on my Vita. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, no. But... Uh, that was what. Uh, that was what I, I was going through Persona Four Golden. And then there was like risk of rain. It's just I I like just got my Vita, so I took that fucker to work. Plus I had to wear a suit, so I would keep it in that inside suit like jacket pocket. Oh, that's a perfect pocket. Yeah, yeah, it fit perfectly in there. And I would just 
everybody would go home. I'd be the only host left and I'd go in that little, that little office room and I would just play my beat until it was time to go. <laughs> That's tight. You know, it's funny. He's like, I broke up my video the other day, cleaned it all off and stuff. And my son was eyeing it. And I was just like, mm, not yet. My, uh, my kids pretty much just play my, my Vita cause they ended up cracking the screen. Plus, uh, it's just, it's an awesome handheld. I really, really, really wish they would develop a Vita too, but I know that's realistically will never happen. Uh, it's definitely something I would love to happen though. Well, you know, if they did it, I mean, they're already ripping off Nintendo concepts. I mean, look at what the PlayStation classic is doing. I mean, if they did it and it integrated somehow with a PlayStation, that'd be dope. That would be dope as fuck. Okay. So think of it. I, I got to patent that and send it off to Sony. Hold on. I'll be right back. Yeah. yeah hurry up and patent that George. <laughs> So that's what you've been playing mainly is just Octopath? Yeah, I'd say about 95% Octopath, 5% Oxygen not included. They uh, recently uh, released a new update for that as well. Or actually, it's a preview to an update, which I'm in the preview. That, that's the space one, right? That where yeah. you can take off? Well, they've already had the rocketry upgrade for some time now, but now they're adding more planets, and then they're really expanding on the space program, so there's different types of rockets you can build. And then... Uh, uh, so real fast, I want to say congratulations to your uh, oxygen not included review. It's it's currently our uh, most listened to review. So big round of applause for you, George. Oh, thank you. Pat sir. on the back. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. You know, it, it's funny because right after this pre- this most recent preview build came out, uh, I think it got a couple couple listens there. So to all y'all who listened to my my review of oxygen not included, thank you. It's still developing though. It's a great game. I'm loving it. I, I need to pick that up. Now that I've got uh, the gaming laptop, I should pick it up and give it a try ski. I was playing some Terraria you know, I, I, today. I, I, I'll, I'll just have to buy it for you since you've bought me some games and then force you to play it. Hey, I'm down for that. I'm down <laughs> to... It, lo- it looks like one of those perfect games that's just a total time sink, but like a good one in a good way. It, no, yeah, it is, but you will really... I mean, it, it really just makes you have to think about everything, about every little thing that you're building, like is this going to be effective? Is this the right compound to be building with? Like there's all kinds of different things that'll eventually start running through your head. But after a while, you're just doing it. It's a very relaxing game, uh, but it's definitely one that stimulates your, your head. You know, you're not, you're yeah, not George, stop trying to make me think. I know you're not going to fall asleep playing this. So like, <laughs> I, I, I find myself like walking away sometimes out of frustration. And then I come back with the most simple solution possible, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. it's a very rewarding game in that sense. That's, yeah, I can't wait to try it out. Yeah, shoot me. You know my my Steam name, so shoot me that. Um, now, what I've been playing, I have been playing. George, let me tell you about a little game called Dead Cells. No, I want it so bad. All of my fucking gaming time, George. I have put in at least forty hours into this game and still cannot beat the goddamn second to last boss. This guy is fucking hard. This game has me so enthralled with it i'm googling its wiki to find out the best weapon trap combos in order to beat the game and still getting my ass kicked nice i'm thoroughly enjoying this game though like this this is this game is has grabbed me the same way that risk of rain has grabbed me like this is basically like my like it's basically like another risk of rain to me it's it's such a good game and uh i've been checking out the, the the streams on twitch of people playing this and it is a wonderful game to watch people play, too. It's so much action. It's got a little bit of everything and just makes it for a fun broadcast. 
yeah, you know, I was I was kind of caught between that. I really want Dead Cells for Switch, um, but I still ended up picking a Octopath because I, you know, I I've been talking about it. I had to finally do it, pull the trigger on it, you know. Yeah, um, dude, the other day, I swear to God, like I got into a boss fight, like I kind of just wandered into this high level area because it doesn't the game doesn't restrict you by most means. There are some paths that you can't get through unless you have that specific character for an event. But um, other than that, it's pretty open in terms of where you can go and when you go. And I just happened to wander into this high level area and complete part of this quest. I didn't really realize I was like five levels under leveled or so. No, I was probably like 10 levels under. But anyway, uh-huh. I end up getting in this boss fight with a dragon, like a literal dragon. Yeah. Two hours. I was grinding down this thing. And like, I just, it was like trying to find an effective way to actually deal damage to it before it just wrecks you. So like, did you beat it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I ended up like, I told Symphony came home from work, my wife, and she's just like, Hey, and I was just like, I've been fighting this damn dragon for almost two hours now. Like I was pissed off. Like, I was just like, and it, like, I was using every item in my inventory, Anthony. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, That's fucking cool, though, that that game, that, that game rewards tactics over, uh, like, just power. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. And there is a particular uh, focus on that in the very beginning. Um, but it's, it's a fairly simple combat system. And I don't want to review the whole game or anything, but it's a fairly simple combat system that as time progresses gets more and more complex and you really learn to enjoy it for its entry level basics in the beginning. But towards the end of this, you're learning how to like double up and triple up on your attacks and time things. And it's, it's pretty awesome. So that's fucking cool. I need to eventually when I get to switch Octopath will probably be the first game I buy and I'll, I'll jump, I'll jump uh, head deep into that. But if I buy a switch, I have to buy two switches, one for the kids and one for me. So, <laughs> well, yeah. and, 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 and convincing the wife of that is not easy. No, but um, I mean, all, all for all intents and purposes, though, like if you had one switch and the kids were only allowed to play it when it's docked and you don't have to really worry about it getting scratched up or anything, you know, um, versus like if you wanted to take it to the bathroom, you could. You know, it's... yeah, but George, I'm greedy and I want to switch to myself. Oh, okay, I see. I see how this is. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so part of uh, part part, I, we just want to remind you guys that we will be at TwitchCon October 26th, 27th, 28th. Uh, George and I are super excited. We'll be there producing content. We'll be interviewing some awesome streamers both nights, and then hopefully maybe Sunday we can get an interview or two in during the actual conference. I'm not sure how that's going to work yet because it'll probably be loud there if there's maybe a space that's quieter shit maybe they'll even have some sort of podcast booth there who knows but we will definitely have like our laptops on us um at least one of us so we could technically do it that way if they have wi-fi but we just want to remind you guys all that we will be at twitchcon dad's beards nerds at twitchcon and the last little bit of uh, stuff i want to talk about before we hop into our topic george our first topic is we have artwork coming. Yes, no longer will you see the the stock <laughs> anchor photo uh, on all of our uh, you know social medias. So artwork is in the works. We've paid the first little like deposit thing. It's being finalized, and hopefully we'll have it to you soon. Uh, you know, if life doesn't get in the way, kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's looking it's looking good. Artwork looks really good. 
uh, George's friend who, who's our artist. George, you want to plug him out real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say my, my buddy, Darren, Darren, I know you listen to the podcast periodically, but he, he's an amazing artist. Um, it, and you could definitely find him on, uh, on Facebook and a couple of other ways. And we'll definitely link to his, uh, his social medias too. Once we post the artwork and everything's finalized. Um, but Darren is an amazing artist. So if you're impressed with the work, by, please, please, please hit him up. He's very talented, very efficient, very timely, very professional. Awesome. After seeing the, it wasn't even really a sketch. It was like a final sketch just with no color yet. So it wasn't fully finalized. Like I'm a fucking, well, I'm a before, before you joined up in the, and by the way, everyone, he does, he will do um, the art via Twitch. So you can actually, yeah. So you can actually give the feedback you want um, while he's working which is amazing. Um, but George, did, did you hear what I said? Or did you choose to ignore that? <laughs> I, I, what did you say? I was like, you're like, and just so you know, he will do. And I said, hentai. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, I did not hear this. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, anywho. I thought, I thought you went full dad on me and just ignored, ignored my ridiculous I, I should have gone full dad on you. <laughs> but anywho. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was too fucking good. Okay. All right, George. Let's jump into the first topic. With the announcement of Borderlands 2 VR, what other game franchises would transition well into the VR space? Or basically, what what game franchise what game franchises or styles do you think would transition well into the VR space? Because we're seeing a lot of first person shooters now. They did it with Doom. They're doing it with uh, Borderlands, and done it with a couple others. It seems a couple of them, like the Doom, seems to be well received. But what game franchises do you think or genres would would translate well? You know, um, it's it's kind of tough tough for me to not just lean on my own favorite genres and, and games, but I I think it, it's kind of hard for me to accept uh, first person shooters in the VR space as of right now. I don't know if you've played any of them, Anthony, but a lot of them are kind of like like even Doom is an example where you're not really on foot moving around as much as you are just using it as a point of view and telling the character to go in a certain direction. Yeah, with Doom, I know they did that. That They did the teleport. Yeah, it's kind of a weird teleport thing, and I, I wasn't... I, I kind of thought that was a cheap way around the whole implementation of it, personally. Do I think it's still impressive? Hell yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. It just, for me, if we're going to do VR and do that kind of thing, like, I want to... Like, I'm not saying I want to be on a treadmill so I can run, but there has to be... There has to be some better implementation of control in that environment but personally if i had to see another game franchise in vr I, i'd like to see more of uh like silent hills-esque yeah experiences you know um and particularly like what like that creepy shit hideo kojima was pulling off before they pulled the plug on that hashtag or like, or like what they did with uh biohazard when they re re released that new resident evil or, or the more latest resident evil before they announced resident evil 2 yeah they did a full vr version of that as well yeah i, I think the horror genre or the horror shooter genre in general is a little bit more um feasible there because you can kind of can still tell a story and and the player will feel more immersed um, rather than teleporting around yeah you know so, what I mean? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. I think that the horror genre was made for VR, especially people who, who love that shit. Um, I know a lot of people who played the latest Resident Evil in VR, and they said it was scary as fuck, and probably one of the best ways to play it. 
yeah. I know that there were minor issues here and there with the way like the UI got kind of got cut off in, uh, because of the screen parameters or whatever. I know like with the PlayStation VR, that was one of the like small gripes that people had with it. But for the most part, everyone who I heard talk about it, whether it was on a gaming podcast or gaming site said that that was a really, really awesome thing for them to add. And it worked well. Yeah. And, and I, and I kind of mentioned silent Hills because or silent Hill, whatever you want to refer to the franchise as because that one for me was even more scarier um, or creepier, I guess, than even resident evil games. Um, Just, just for the sheer, you know, bizarre, imagery that the game uses or the games used i should say but uh the other uh, the the other franchise i'd love to see in a vr space um near and dear to my heart of course metal gear solid <laughs> i'm like if, if there was some kind of metal gear solid vr simulation i i'd shut up and take my money in konami because i'd still give it to them like you metal mean, gear survive vr no i would not i would not <laughs> but if they somehow could do that or, or remaster something I, you know what i'm saying i don't know i don't know what's yeah i don't know i'm i'm with you on that i but think that Leto batman i would be in i think that that if they were like hey like that silent hill demo that came out well like six years ago the one that's that freaked the hell out of everybody the one Hideo, Hideo kojima was working on before uh him and konami split yeah. if that was on vr i wouldn't touch that with a fucking 10 foot pole because just seeing uh videos of that being played scared the shit out of me did you did you ever play it no no i wouldn't have t- i wouldn't play that if the next time you come over i i still have it on my hard drive like, yeah, this, you and you and you and millions of other people will have that on their hard drive forever yeah no i'm never gonna delete that shit but i'm telling you that game that that demo will that it, it fucked me up like for a couple days i was just like <laughs> it, it but it's good man it's so good and it's such a shame that they sh- they can't it like it but it, it's like a whole nother level of beyond creepy good stuff so that in vr would, would probably make you piss yourself oh absolutely <laughs> it make you puke from your mouth and your butt. <laughs> um, so the I'm gonna go with the genre as opposed to a franchise, but I'm gonna use a franchise as an example. So the latest Dragon Quest is a little more open world from what I've seen, mm-hmm. but especially when it comes to like uh, map traversal. Right. I think that I think RPGs would transition. I think RPGs with large map traversal and exploration and a little more open world would translate super, super well to VR because you're not, you don't have real-time combat. And I think, it, or like real-time combat as in like The Witcher where it's like, you know, action, I'm sorry, action combat, real-time combat would be like one for one, like like the, their turns still go while your turns are going. But uh, I think that that would transition well into the VR space, especially something like Dragon Quest where where the traditional Dragon Quest games, you, you couldn't see your characters. All you saw was the monsters when you initiated battle. Right. So it would be a cool, not only would it be cool to have that in VR, but it would be a cool throwback to the old, like, uh, Dragon Quest combat style, where yeah. all you see are the monsters, and then, you know, you're picking your attacks, and then it's doing the attacks. Yeah. Uh, it would definitely feel more of a novelty at first. I, I, I don't think that it would be, like, super, super flushed out, kind of like like you're saying with Doom, with the teleportation, mm-hmm. but it would be just be a cool way to, like, kind of traverse this world and then get into these, these you know, combat scenarios. And, uh, I would definitely love to see it, someone do it as, like, an experience first to try it out. Like, here's a 10-minute VR RPG demo just to give you an idea of what it could be like. Right. And then from there, 
you know, go with that. I mean, our, our, it would definitely be a, a VR game too that you wouldn't actually need to stand up for. You could sit down and do that. So I guess it would be kind of like a little bit of like a theater mode, but not like you'd have full 3D traversal of this world. It just wouldn't be as intense as say playing, you know, uh, Resident Evil Biohazard. Yeah, and 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 that was almost. It, it's funny because you touched on it a minute ago when you were talking about the selection of combat. Like, I my I had the thought about RPGs and, and VR too, but I kind of realized that they would be even more fitting in more of an augmented reality situation. Yeah, definitely. And you're already seeing that with like Pokemon Go. I mean, it's it's obviously it's obviously like a perfect fit for augmented reality, but virtual reality, I can't see it being enough of a commercial success, one, to sell enough copies to warrant another game, because that's what this always comes down to, no matter what. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Well, the newest, uh, what was it, Pokemon, I, I Choose You, Pikachu and I Choose You, Eevee would, would probably make a great VR game in that in that vein. But, you know, Nintendo doesn't have VR, because you're using the, the Pokemon Go type, type style so even if it was just in first person you're running around and you're seeing a pokemon and you're, you're chucking pokeballs at it i think that would be cool but i, I, I definitely much. see what you're saying like that ar what was it microsoft had those glasses that they were that they were touting and being all, all wild about for yeah microsoft glass and google yeah, glass dropped it right yeah google glass dropped too but i mean th- those were all just concepts for augmented reality when reality it, the reality of the situation how many times can i say reality I don't know. Let's try it out. <laughs> uh, the reality of the situation is, is we really don't need those devices when we're, we, we all have phones in our hands and they realize that like there's a camera on the other end, like they can augment yeah. the reality with that. Hence Pokemon go. Hence, you know, and there's going to be more games like that. You know, we've already got, you know, card games that are playable online, you know, eventually you know, we can get to a point where we're, you know, playing over a virtual space over different platforms that's great you know but that concept wouldn't really translate well to someone spending you know four hundred dollars on a vr headset right now and then shelling out another 60 to 70 bucks for the gaming experience yeah whereas whereas horror or even what i was talking about before like stealth genres and action genres are going to definitely garner people to want to play them because they they want to experience that kind of experience of vr you know yeah, definitely. I just can't wait for all those fucking Yu-Gi-Oh nerds to be able to play their 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 Yu-Gi-Oh duel in the uh what is it the shadow zone to be a VR. Oh my god, my blind eyes, blue eyes dragons, you fucking nerds. But Anthony, you've just activated my trap card. I'm a fucking okay. nerd. Okay, okay, okay. Next topic, <laughs> Wait, before we go to topic two, I just want to say that was a beautiful reference and setup. <laughs> okay, Thank topic two. Thank you. Will you be buying the PlayStation Classic and why, depending on the answer? So you go first. If not, why? If yes, why? You go first. No, uh, not in a million years. Uh, first <laughs> off, if I'm going to spend 80 to to $100 on something, it's not going to be a plastic system when one of those games is fucking coming to the PSN this month. So what was it? Uh, Ron, uh, Rondo of blood, Castlevania X or Rondo of blood, whatever you want to call it. And symphony of the night are coming to, to, to PSN, which I don't understand why they were, they're releasing on the classic and PSN uh, pretty close to each other, which makes no sense to me. But um, none of those games, like I don't really, other than final fantasy seven and final fantasy eight, 
I've got absolutely no interest to jump into PlayStation One games. Absolutely no interest. That's uh, it, it, it's. Have I they, mean, they're cool have games. They, have they announced great... the, the new, new any new games for it yet? No, not that I know of. Okay, uh, my bad. I was been... just checking to see if I missed something. I was like, we, I don't remember seeing anything about that. We but... definitely haven't talked about it in the uh, DBN news, uh, shameless plug. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm definitely no on that. It's I, I'm really happy that people are going to get it. Uh, I just it's not for me. Just like the Nintendo classics were, or, you know, they're not for me either. I, I don't really feel like the want or need to own one of these items when I could take that money and buy a game with it or put it towards buying a Switch or a, a PlayStation 4 Pro or something to help, you know, streaming. For sure. That's a good, I mean, and those are all good reasons to not buy it. Now, George, blow my mind with your answer. <laughs> okay. So right now, as it stands with the game, the games announced, I am also in the, I am going to pass on this currently. Cause again, like you said, hundred bucks, give or take, that's a fair amount of change. Yeah. Um, the game, the only game I'm interested in so far is Final Fantasy VII, but I still own my original copy of Final Fantasy VII, and I'm okay with that. Um, and and you know, let's be real here: Final Fantasy VII is a classic, but it hasn't aged gracefully. Oh no, George, that that game is slow as molasses. I, I put, I yeah. got it on PSN. I tried playing it. My God, that game is slow. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it's sloss. It's slower than a sloth. Even sloths are like, slow down. Yeah, no, it's 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 bad. Um, especially when you come from a modern gaming age to that. Uh, but you know, getting back to the games, um, it's it's going to really depend on what the, the rest of this lineup is. Personally, if I feel yeah. like game selection is worth it to warrant the price, then okay, you know. But right now, we're talking. We're still talking twenty games, hundred dollars, so five bucks a game. Um, you know, it, it, I, I really want to make sure I'm getting my money's worth. If there's Metal Gear Solid on there, I'm probably going to buy it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, but, you know, there's a lot of other games from the PlayStation era that I would love to see on there. Resident Evil 1 and 2 and, and you know, just there's a lot to choose from. There's a lot of bad shit to choose from, too. So <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of shit. To yeah. choose. I mean, you know what, though? Has was Armored Core announced for it? No, no, I don't believe so. Okay, so if Armored Core's not on, on, not on that, not on the PlayStation Classic, don't fucking buy that. Armored Core is like whenever Armored I think of so PlayStation, uh, PlayStation One, I think of the eighteen million Armored Cores that were made for that. Yeah, no, Armored Core was a great game, um, but again, you know, if I can, if I can get the classic metal gear solid experience on that i'd probably pick it up just for that uh yeah just just to be able to plug and play and be like all right you know it's it's time to relive this one you know let's go back to shadow moses but uh i feel like when it comes to a lot of these these classic consoles that are coming out a lot of people are really just buying them to have them on their their mantles as well because let's face it they look really sleek the nes classic and the uh snes classic they look really cool on an entertainment center or on a drawer or, you know, near your PlayStation or near your computer. Like you've got, you've got one and it looks, it looks sleek. Like I definitely enjoy the way it looks, but like I said, you know, the games, the price tag, it's just not really enough to get me excited to, or, or, or even like give me some, any sort of inkling to want to buy it. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it, it's interesting, and I think they could have done more with it, like with trophy support. I understand for everybody listening, going, trophy support, why? 
I understand that is a huge want and they were never going to put that in there, but they could have done something really, really freaking cool. Had they put a little more time into this, this is clearly their answer to Nintendo's classics because they see the Nintendo classics selling, they see them selling well, and they were probably like, yo, we got to get into this space as fast as possible, you know, but kind of near Christmas time, but what can we do? I think that, that, I think that they could have did it a little better, but I understand their want and their need to get it out sooner than later. And see, I'm, I'm curious to, is to see when it does come out. Someone's going to crack this thing open and I'm going to be watching it on YouTube. I guarantee it. I want, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to see what they actually use to build it. And if it's comparable to the Nintendo classic and SNES classic boards, because they're both the same board. For those of you that don't know, it's the same exact board in both those machines. It's just one's $20 more because it's the SNES one. So, you know, for, for full disclosure out there, I am willing to acknowledge that these are very novelty niche items. I, however, am kind of a gaming nerd so much so that I like to preserve games. And that it, for me, with my kids and stuff, this is a great way for me to have a small collection of games ready to go if they want to play something. Like my son was asking to play Mario the other day. It was so cute. But, oh, yeah, that's the the nes and the snes classics are, are definitely great for the kids you know what i'm saying to be able to plug yeah. it away and 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 it's good to go i don't have to worry about them you know blowing on the cartridges or anything crazy it's <laughs> all the crazy shit we had to do to get those yeah. fuckers to work have you ever thought about how gross that was you know how many kids blew on those cartridges and oh god yeah my cousins and i were trying to get the same ones to work for for the same years we were trying to play going over playing each other's games oh yeah we all we all uh swapped spit for a while there Spit and silicone, delicious. Okay, so next topic. Where have we been with the main podcast? Just in general. This is a general update on Dad's Beards Nerds. uh, Kind of some talk for the possible future. But I guess the main question that people are probably wondering is, where the fuck did the main podcast go? So It's right here. (laughs) I, Anthony, I moved. And I'm currently where I'm living, uh, the internet's really shitty. So well, the reason why we haven't been able to record an episode of the main podcast is because of my internet. Uh, you may have noticed that episode eight, the, <laughs> the, 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 our audio is off. There'll be times where I'm talking and it sounds like George is just cutting me off. When in reality, he didn't cut me off at all. It's just the way that the audio fell because we did it off of my phone and my internet connection. So the... Uh, the decision was made to hold off on the main podcast, which we're calling uh, DBN Prime, until I could have better internet, which I do now when I come home. But that's kind of where the main podcast went. And when we came to the conclusion of doing news and reviews, it was something that I could still do even with my shitty internet because we can record it natively off of Anchor as opposed to having both of us there. So it was it was just... A way of be like shit. Well, we can't really do the main podcast, so what can we do? You know that that the the thought idea light popped on, and then that's how you know DBN news and DBN reviews was was kind of birthed. And so we tried it out, and for the first couple of weeks, it really picked up. And we would just want to say thank you all for receiving the news and the new segments. Well, um, it's been working out great for us, and we've been able to put more content out versus before even so yeah. uh, it's been a win-win for everyone uh um, it's been uh it's been super fun doing doing the reviews and the news it's it, it hasn't hit that it hasn't hit monotonous or like work for me like when the days that i have to do news and, and the weeks that i have to do reviews I, i'm really fucking enjoying it especially the reviews writing those reviews is something i didn't think was going to be as fun as it is yeah i'm i'm, I'm 
thoroughly enjoy, I, I thoroughly enjoy the news too, doing the news, but um, for me, the reviews are, are especially fun. Um, I, I, I did not enjoy thrashing Nintendo so badly, but <laughs> given I, that, that, that verbal, it, it was verbal like, spanking. Yeah, it was like it, it almost felt like a relief. Like you know, I don't again, and thank you all for listening to us. But you know, when I when I uploaded, I was just like, oh, you know, I'll I'll see how many people you know listen to this or or, or whatever. I don't expect exorbitant numbers, but um, all of them have been really well received. Um, I haven't gotten any death threats. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, I seriously. Yeah. Um, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun doing the reviews. I've really enjoyed them, um, especially especially when we get to do new games and stuff. I'm I'm just, I'm jonesing for my Octopath review. I've already got some stuff written down. So, yeah, the uh, daily news reviews. I think it was a really good uh, trade off for not being able to do the main podcast. I think it was a smart one too for us. It's definitely helped us not only uh, garner better views but reach a larger larger audience as well. For sure. So thank you all for coming along with us on this adventure and we keep trudging forward. Now, George, quick question, if I may, what sort of pudding do you like? Oh, well, smooth watch. George, it's smooth watch today because I couldn't find anybody cool with a beard. So instead I found someone cool with no beard. (laughs) That's perfect. So, Today's smooth watch is Alex O'Neill of the Irrational Passions podcast. Alex has been on an episode of Dad Beards Nerds that just disappeared. <laughs> it was either. a sad day because it was a really, really good episode. God, we you have can to find <clears throat> Alex on Twitter at alfighter27 and at Irrational Pod. So please go over there, check it out. Also, check out the website for Irrational Passions. That is irrationalpassions.com. Um, Alex is a super knowledgeable, super professional, super awesome person uh, that we've gotten the luxury to work with. And one day we'll have him back on the podcast, but he's a fucking pleasure. Everybody, sorry about that. It dropped us for whatever reason that is. So you're probably going to hear me a couple seconds back or it's 10 seconds back. Just cut off. So with the smooth face watch, once again, that's Alex O'Neill of Rational Passions podcast. Find him at Twitter or find him on Twitter at ALFighter27 and at IrrationalPod. Plus, also, please check out the Irrational Passions uh, webpage, which is irrationalpassions.com. Next up. So, George, this has been uh, an awesome episode, and I'm happy we got to finally record episode nine. Uh, this is this has been amazing. Amazing. Yeah, dude, I had a great time. Uh, so remember, if you'd like to be part of the podcast, leave us a message via the Anchor app by going to the Dads, Beards, Nerds podcast homepage on the app. So you would need to download the Anchor app onto your phone and go to our homepage. There you'll be able to tap the message button and leave a voice message for us to showcase, answer your questions, or just have a good laugh at what you left us. It's just one of the many ways that we can get you involved in with the podcast. So this has been the Dad's Beards Nerds podcast or AKA DBN Prime episode nine. Thank you for so much for coming, everybody. I'm Anthony. And I'm George. Take care, everyone. And thanks for listening to us. We love you. Have a good one, everybody. Later.